is going on, everybody? Hope you are all doing great out there. And thanks for joining me for another episode of the Was It Good Enough Movie Review Podcast. This episode, we have a couple of movies to go over, one in theaters and one I viewed at home, a few trailers to discuss, and a big change that will be happening here on the show. And that is I'm changing up my rating system. For those of you that have listened to my first few episodes, you know that originally I did letter grades until I settled in on a different rating system. I don't like letter grades at all. If you're curious as to why, I believe episode one or two, I kind of explained it a little bit. So then I switched to a star system, anywhere from half a star to five stars. But I just haven't really been happy with that either. And I know you might be thinking I'm overcomplicating the grading process in general, but I'm trying not to. But yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm not a big fan of the stars, so I've decided to make it super simple. And I feel like this new way that I want to try is going to just make it an, a, a more clean process. So my rating system will be as follows moving forward. Hopefully I won't change it again. See it in theaters is the best recommendation I can give because it means go out, see it in theaters. Highly recommend it. The step down is rent it on VOD red box whatever it is so basically you're still paying for it it's just on a different platform number three which is wait for netflix this movie is worth watching because of one reason or another but it's not worth paying for so wait until it's on a streaming service and then the worst rating a movie can get is don't ever watch this movie it's unbearable it's awful etc etc i'll probably use a different synonym each time for it That is my new ranking system. See it in theaters, rent it on VOD, Redbox, any of that. Wait for Netflix or another streaming service. Do not pay for this movie. And then there is don't ever watch this movie. It's another waste of time. So now that we have that out of the way, let's talk about a few trailers before I jump into the movies. And the first trailer is The Kid. And it is directed by Vincent D'Onofrio, who I'm a huge fan of. And he will also have a small role in it. And it stars Ethan Hawke. And Dane DeHaan, it is about Billy the Kid. And Chris Pratt plays against character type. So it's going to be interesting because apparently he plays an abusive uncle. So it'll be nice to see him not being like the comic relief. Because for anyone who have seen like the remake of The Magnificent Seven, this starred Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke, D'Onofrio. And Pratt was basically Star-Lord. I mean, he's kind of one note in general. So it'll be nice to see this. The trailer looks solid. I think this might be D'Onofrio's first movie he's directed. I'm not sure, though. Either way, the link will be in the show notes. Check it out. The next trailer is Dragged Across Concrete. This is directed by S. Craig Zaylor, and he directed Bone Tomahawk and Brawl in Cell Block 99. If you have not seen either of those movies, check them out, but I must warn you they're not for the faint-hearted. They're pretty graphic, especially Bone Tomahawk. It is like an old school Western kind of thing. And it is um, has a great cast and they're both solid movies, but they're not for everybody. He has a very specific directing style. But this movie is apparently about two cops that are basically from the trailer. It looks like they're going to be dirty. It stars Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson as those cops. I'm a huge fan of Mel Gibson. So it'll be nice to see him in another movie where he kind of gets to let loose and have some fun. If you haven't seen Bloodfather, you should check it out. That's a phenomenal Mel Gibson movie over the recent years since he is attempting his resurgence. And the last trailer is not a movie, but it is a TV show. It will be coming on CBS. And I normally don't mention mainstream shows like this because I don't watch a lot of cable. Actually, I don't watch any cable um, for the most part. But The Twilight Zone, it is a Jordan Pill reboot. 
and he is the guy responsible for Get Out and Us, which comes out next month. Get Out came out, I believe, last year. But yeah, so it looks amazing, and they have put together a heck of a cast. Adam Scott, Greg Kinnear, Kumail Nanjiani, Taysa Farminga, and that's just a few. There is a huge list of talent behind this show, so it is going to be fun to see that. It is still unclear as to whether they will be doing basically rehashes of original stories from the original Twilight Zone, I should say, or if they will may have new ideas. Either way, it looks exciting, it looks fun, and I can't wait because I do like the original Twilight. That's not something I love, but I've watched enough of it to know I like it. I think for my like for my generation, kind of the Outer Limits had already came along by that time, and to me, I just enjoyed watching that show more. You know, they both still have their charm about them. Either way, all the links in the show notes for these, if you want to watch them, they're on YouTube. But let's jump into the first movie, which is the one I saw in theaters. And this is called Fighting With My Family. Hello? My name is Hutch Morgan. I'm calling from WWE. We'd like both of you to come try out for us. No! It's all fake anyways. Wait, what? Sorry about that. It's The Rock. We're huge fans. Thank you so much. What advice would you give us? We want to be the next you. What are your names again? My name. It doesn't matter what your names are. You walk around here interrupting the Rock you like you haven't seen the sun in 20 years. You like you just stepped out of Oliver Twist. Please, sir. May I have some more advice, sir? You want some advice? Here's the Rock's advice. Shut your mouth. This is the story of Paige the Wrestler, who basically helped push women into the spotlight of the WWE. And this is her life story, essentially, that kind of shows you where she came from. And then when she gets into wrestling, it is based on a documentary that I have not seen. But when I was a kid, I loved wrestling. So I knew that I would watch this movie as soon as I saw the trailer. Because wrestling's always been one of those things that's very entertaining because it's more or less like watching a play. So, like, for anyone who watches it, you know that it's somewhat fake in terms of what's going on, but it's not fake in terms of the bodily harm because these guys do get hurt, they do break bones, they tear things. Like, it is a brutal sport, and I feel like this movie really did a good job of kind of sending that in and is written and directed by Stephen Merchant, who also has an appearance in the movie, and he's funny as usual. It was a fun movie. It was produced by The Rock, which I think is cool because he's going to allow the movie to kind of get out there a bit more. He's in the trailers. He's putting his face on posters. So apparently he believes in it. And I'm not sure if him and Paige were close in real life, but either way, it's cool that a megastar like him is trying to help push this movie out. And uh, it stars Florence Pugh as Soraya slash Brittany slash Paige because they made her change her name because there was already a Brittany. So her, her, na her name in the movie is Soraya Knight. Changes her name to Paige for the stage. Her brother is played by Jack Loudon. Nick Frost and Lena Headey plays the parents. And Vince Vaughn as the coach. And honestly, everyone was solid. Like, I really liked the way this cast clicked. There was another, like, ragtag bunch of kids that grew through in there with, like, wrestling and all that. And I really liked the humor and the interactions between all the characters. But it, like, it would shift to where it would have, like, shades of the wrestler and if you have not seen that movie, check it out. It's very depressing, but it's a very great movie, and it really lets you in the door, like on the inside of amateur wrestling and how painful and dark some of that can be. And then it would just switch, and it would be like fun, goofy, like ready-to-rumble-style comedy. And that's another movie, which you should check out if you haven't. And if you've seen both of those movies, you will know that tonally they're very different. 
Merchant did a, he did a great job in certain scenes, basically showing us that desperation and that sadness, like referencing the wrestler in certain situations throughout the movie. And then he would just come back with something that was hilarious. And it would just obviously pull you back in. And because he just did a really good job of juggling those two emotions. Florence Pugh was phenomenal. I don't know anything about the real page, like I said before, but she seemed to give a genuine portrayal of her. Jack Loudon as the brother was just really good. His character went through a lot. He really showed a lot of range. I have no idea how much of that is true and how much of that isn't true in terms of real life. But if we just look at the movie, then that character was great and everything about it worked. And this might be my new favorite Nick Frost role, which is saying a lot because he's absolutely amazing. If you have not seen Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead, you should check it out because Nick Frost is just a genius. Lena Headey was great as the mom, but she's solid in everything, so it's not like I was surprised. She gave a great performance. I liked the uh, interactions with her and her husband and her and the kids. Like They just had a really good bonded family that I feel was also portrayed in real life like it was portrayed correctly, I should say, because they showed clips from the family. And I just think it really, they kind of nailed it. Vince Vaughn was good enough. I mean, he did what the script needed him to, but I mean, he didn't really do anything special, which honestly, Vince Vaughn has become kind of one note later in his career, but he was good for the movie. And uh, yeah, I just liked it. The, the, the world that they created, the family dynamic, everything just worked. And I really can't praise the writing enough. I feel like Merchant just put together a really good script. And as I said, you know, they showed clips from the real family and it seems like everyone nailed the personalities. Everyone nailed what they were going for. It was just very engaging. I found myself somewhat cheering on the inside at certain points and and most of the cylinders in the movie were firing. But let's talk about some of the negatives because it wasn't a perfect movie. Um, I obviously have no idea what happened in real life. And I also realize you have to change things to make movies work. Having said that, I wish Merchant would have avoided the super sappy third act with like the cheesy montage. And that's not a spoiler because anyone who's watched a movie like this knows there's always that that's going to happen. Unfortunately, to really dive into it, I would have to get into spoilers, so I will not do that. But I mean, if you've ever seen a true story like athlete kind of movie, you know exactly what it is. And it, it really almost took you out of the movie because of how over the top it was. So that was really where the movie I found faltered the most. If that happened in real life, so be it. Sometimes real life mimics art like that. But I'm just assuming it didn't because of how outlandish that would be. And I really would have preferred the real story instead of like this Hollywood underdog type of injection into the script to make us feel a certain way because I feel like we were already doing that as the viewer and the reviews for this movie have been solid so it's not like anyone isn't getting the picture so I feel like they could have shifted that a bit and it would have improved the movie great but all in all I mean this movie feels like a love letter to wrestling shows you to accept who you are and it honestly does feel strange to have enjoyed this as much as I did but I highly recommend it Go see it in theaters. Um, It's definitely worth watching. I think most people will enjoy it just because of the message. We all love a good underdog story. And even if you're not a fan of wrestling, it's just fun to watch. I mean, it did remind me of the days when I used to watch WCW, which was always my favorite because of the characters. Like, I mean, I remember Sting and Goldberg and all those guys just running around. NWO and the bad guys and the good guys and they kept switching sides. Like, it was just one giant play. And it was just really fun. So it was really cool to kind of like be reminded of that. And there was some goofiness to it. So it worked. 
So anyway, guys, go see that in theaters. Highly recommend. And the next movie in the last review of the podcast is The Long Dumb Road. And this has been on my list a while to watch because I keep a running list of movies so I don't forget to check them out. And it's a super simple concept, but it just, it was one of those movies where the trailer kind of caught my eye. I like the guys in it. So it's basically about two guys are at a crossroads and they just meet up by chance. Like some circumstances throw them across each other's path and it works. Written and directed by Hannah Fidel. I have not seen anything else she has done. Uh, the movie stars Tony Revolori and Jason Mantzoukas. And Mantzoukas has to be like at least in like the top three of my favorite dudes to watch on screen. Because if you've seen his face, like if you see his face, you'll immediately realize who he is. So if you're listening to this and you Google that name, Jason Mantzoukas, you're going to be like, oh yeah, that guy. Because he pretty much is a stereotype. Like he is like the epitome of the that guy of Hollywood. Some guys, you just know their face because they've been everywhere. And that's one. He's been on The League and F- on FX. I think for seven seasons he was in that show. Uh, the Dictator, which was a hilarious movie with Sasha Baron Cohen. And The House with Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler. And that's just to name a few. And this movie really felt like an old school type of road trip story. It was, seems like it was shot with practically no budget. Straightforward writing style. And really it was like almost a character study. And you could possibly describe it as like a slice of life story, like kind of like an Alexander Payne type of thing. And if you've watched any of his movies, you'll know. Ron Livingston pops up for a very interesting cameo, as does uh, Tessa Farminga. And for all of you kindergarten cop fans out there, Pamela Reed has a great cameo. And this movie's just been on my list, so I decided to just sit down and watch it. And I just, I really enjoy self-contained stories, and that's what this was. It was a personal journey, and it felt like it reflected real life a lot. There were funny moments. There were tense moments. There were very uncomfortable moments where you would go through numerous emotions, like where you would feel dread for what could possibly happen. And those movies just work because of how grounded they are. Tony Revolori did a great job. He was great in Grand Budapest Hotel, and he was all right in Spider-Man Homecoming. But if you have not seen Grand Budapest Hotel, you should check it out. Seeing him in this role just kind of showed a different side to what he could do. And, I mean, having Mantzoukas take a semi-lead role was good to see. He's normally like your, like, background type of character. And I think in this movie, he kind of proved he has some range. And I really hope he gets more, like, leading man-style work. The directing was pretty good. Like, it was a pretty simple movie. But, I mean, they, they used that to their advantage. So it was simplistically shot but they used the camera work to convey certain messages and really get across what she was trying to say. And overall, it was a solid movie. And it really does make me continue to question why certain movies are in theaters and movies like this aren't. I mean, this this could have been in theaters. It wouldn't have made a ton of money. But I mean, I can name 10 movies I've seen in the theaters the last six months that should not have been there. So definitely rent it. It's on Amazon, uh, whatever VOD service you use. I believe I rented it on Microsoft. Definitely rent it. It's worth paying for. Guys, that it will do it for this episode. And uh, yeah, sorry for changing the rating system again. I'm just not happy with the star system. So links will be in the show notes to all of the trailers I referenced. And uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. I will have more good stuff coming to you soon. I'm hoping to get to the theaters at least once this weekend. Speaking of the weekend, have a great weekend. And I will talk to you guys in a few days. Bye.